How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waterfowl 365, presented by BTBN. I am your host, Chris Adams. If you're not following along with us on social media, check it out, BTBN, Instagram, and Facebook, if you want to keep up with what is going on, and uh, see when the new podcasts are dropping. If you're not part of the closed group, the BTBN podcast, Check that sucker out. That is the easiest way to get a hold of me for the podcast type stuff. Um, Hopefully, you can hear me and there isn't too much background noise. I've been relegated to the garage tonight um, out here in the duck call shop because uh, everybody else is doing stuff inside in every room of the house. And I was just hit with the we need a bigger house memo. And uh, I couldn't agree more or I just need a shop for myself. I think I like that more. But uh, yeah, the neighbor decided that he is gonna mow right now. And uh, there's a little bit of background noise, but hopefully it's not too bad. Anyway, enough with my ramblings. We're back. I took most of July off, had a little vacation planned. And uh, it was really nice, went down to Florida, saw my brother, hadn't seen him in a couple of years and really enjoyed it. So uh, now we're back rolling, and uh, I'll get back to doing these things once a week. Today we're going to go back to my buddy, Mr. Justin Strain, and uh, just do a nice, relaxed podcast today. A little sports, maybe a little hunting, and uh, maybe even a little football, because that seems to be Justin and my thing. So uh, yeah, without any further ado, or any more rambling from me, Mr. Justin Strain. Justin, what is up, my guy? You know, trying to beat the freaking heat of summer. Bro, it was 80 degrees today. It's gorgeous out. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. It's too freaking hot. Too freaking hot. <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, it's nice enough that uh, we have all the kids here today. And Jessica's doing dinner. They all have showers after dinner. Um, so I've been relegated to the garage, and it is actually nice out. Like, I'm not breaking a, a sweat just sitting here, you know, in the middle of August. The neighbor was mowing while I was doing the intro. Thank God he finally stopped. So hopefully it doesn't sound too horrible. Um, I'm not You're not, shit leasing. <laughs> You're not in the... In Southeast Asia, sewing Nikes in the in the garage, dude, sweating. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice change. It hasn't been bad, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh definitely dog days of summer. But teal season is in like uh, five weeks. I looked at Amanda. Yeah, uh, I think it was yeah Sunday. We we're on our way back from the lake. You know, out on the lake boating all day. And I said, you know what? She said, what? said, it's almost here. She said, what's here? I said, time to kill ducks again or just look at ducks or something that we do out there. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I cannot believe that it's almost September. Like, I'm keeping it in my brain that duck season doesn't start for like another four months. But realistically, I mean, a month away from getting out and starting to shoot shit again or at least attempt to. Yeah, I mean, duck season, maybe I ain't know what time does season starts but i know it's close it's on the first generally yeah so, oh shit 
to help. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited uh, for what this season holds. I am every year. I am every year until like the first skunk of ducks. I'm like, fuck these ducks. I want to shoot. I want to shoot geese again. That's right. It's a uh, <laughs> optimism is uh, is high right now. I freaking hell. We took a the whole month of July off. I've been really focusing on turning a bunch of calls here lately. So I I've been slacking <laughs> on the podcast. Oh. oh. It, it shows on the the call making. You are carrying out some freaking badass calls. Thanks, man. It's a uh, I don't know a uh, necessity of, of I don't even a habit of necessity. I don't know that that's a phrase. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, man, it's been it's been really busy. I've been focusing on that pretty heavy. But I realized after about the twentieth message from different people of, hey, when is the next podcast kind of come out that we actually need to do something? We need to come up with something, so they need to hear my idiot ramblings about stuff. Uh, well, my biggest thing this summer, I have gone down the worst rabbit hole of all time, and it's uh, whiskey collecting. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that is a very expensive, deep game that's like as bad as the people who collect calls and uh you know people that's almost like damn fishing where you can just spend countless money on that crap and that it's really funny because you were out you know shopping for whiskey today playing hooky from work and then you call me and tell me some crazy crap is going down i'll let you explain it to people today i'm going Going to my local grocery store that has one of the best selections of whiskey, bourbon, scotch, whatever you want. There I walk in, and there's a sign saying Terry freaking Bradshaw. If you don't know who Terry Bradshaw is, legendary four-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. So, not a long line. I was like, you know what, I'm going to wait around. They said he's going to be there at 1230. It was 11 o'clock. This man walks in. He, he he is a big individual, one of the coolest guys I, I got to sit and talk to, you know, and talk to him about duck hunting and said, you know, I went to school with Phil Robertson, it was the coolest thing, man. It, it's always cool, you were saying like he was a super nice guy, and like it wasn't a, uh, hey, here's our picture, snap a picture, alright, move on to the next guy. You said you no. talked to him for like 5-10 minutes. And he was yeah, I, legitimately yeah, a nice guy. He was a legit, like, he, he wasn't wearing a flashy suit. I sent Chris the picture. He was just in a Under Armour shirt and some sweatpants with a pair of sneaks on, man, just with a big old stogie in his shirt pocket, just, just chilling and talking. And it was cool, and I even told him that my dad had met him when he was a young boy. And he said, well, that's awesome that you know that you're an adult and you get to meet me, too. I said, that is, you know, that's going to be a memory that my dad has when he was younger. Now I'm 32, getting ready to be 33 next month that I, I have of meeting Terry Bradshaw. What a freaking flex being that famous that, you know, that everybody knows that the dude showing up in a T-shirt, some sweatpants, sneaks, and pulling the straight grandpa move having a stogie hanging out of the front shirt of his shirt pocket like 
That's a flex. Uh, yeah. Like, if you were doing a book deal, being like a 30-year-old and showing up to sign books, like, generally people wear, like, suits and stuff like that. But he's that laid back. I mean, he's a freaking Cajun, man. And uh, sit, I don't know if he's from Louisiana. I know he played at Louisiana Tech. But uh, that's just freaking hilarious. And what a weird thing for us to be in Springfield, freaking Missouri. It's yeah. not like he was in Kansas City or St. Louis or, you know, like a big city. Just to randomly we're, show up. We're, you know, we're all, you know, you live in Nixa and Springfield's not a bit. They're growing together, but man, this is a very, I try to explain that like Springfield's a big city. As I know it's a big freaking town. And, and to be honest, if you ever come here, if you like to eat, like like to go to banks and like to go to church, this is the place for you. It's it's not a bad area, but yeah, it's such a, a strange thing for such a big guy to be coming through. Like I remember when uh, I was a kid, there's the uh, Walmart over on Independence, and it's the uh, one with the cowboy stars on it, mm-hmm. and uh, which is so weird. Springfield, Missouri, the Cowboys having a whole shopping center. In Springfield, Missouri, it never made any sense. Well, you know, Jerry Jones, his family lived here for a little while. His dad moved here after he left Arkansas. So it's like, oh, okay, so the Joneses, you know, live in this area, and they still have that big farm out uh, east of town. But uh, Charles Haley and I can't remember what other cowboy it was, but back in the early 90s came through there and was doing a signing. And I remember waiting in line for hours to go see freaking Charles Haley come through. And that, like, I barely remember it. I don't know. I was probably five or six. But it's just, it's so funny. Just a random little area. But we'll beat that dead horse to death. But it was, that, dude, that's so cool. And I bet everybody else that was at work was pissed. Yeah, I sent pictures to my guys at work. And they were like, no fucking way that you met Terry Bradshaw today. <laughs> and as the, as the kids say today, they're like, that's cat. I said, it's not Cap, here's the photo. And I sent it to him. They're like, that's freaking cool. But another cool, you know, we just talked about Jerry Jones. So, yeah, you remember, uh, did you ever meet Ben Brimmer? Mm hmm. He texted me one day, and this is a long time ago, this is before iPhones and crap like that, that he was at a Brown Derby and Stratford and. Jerry Jones was in front of him buying, buying booze. Wound up buying their booze, too. Freaking Jerry Jones buying booze at the Derb, man. Well, that's like uh, freaking my mom and uh, Ross, my old stepdad, they were at Table Rock, and they have a picture with Tony Romo. That he was getting gas at the restaurant down there and uh, jumped off the boat onto the dock and freaking came inside. And they were like, this was like the first year or second year of Tony Romo starting for the Cowboys. And my old stepdad was like, I'm pretty sure that's Tony Romo. He's like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but are you freaking Tony Romo? And took a picture with him, said he was super cool like that. Like, it's it's just weird how sometimes that stuff happens. And when you find out that they're just normal dudes, it's so cool. Well, and I posted a picture on my Instagram of uh, me and Bradshaw together. And his daughter actually came and liked the photo on my Instagram, so that's pretty freaking cool, too. Hell, yeah. Now... You were playing hooky because Camden stayed home. Did he go with you? At home, I was like, I'm only be 
you know, five, ten minutes, because they said that, from what I read on the the flyer when I walked in, they said he was going to be there at like 6 a.m. and there was only a handful of bottles. There was nobody there. Nobody. It was like me, and I, when I walked in, there was a guy that I had not seen since 2007, Kyle Larson, was there. Yeah. And I was like, well... I was like, I'm, I'm hanging out. And then next thing you know, you know, 20, 30 minutes later, in walks the man himself. Dude, his hand engulfed my hand. That's... The only thing would have made it cooler is if he had four Super Bowl rings on. <laughs> that would only make it cooler. <laughs> and I asked you when you told me about it, I was like, did he give you some bald man advice? Because you guys are both sporting the uh, bald head. Looking bald guy, <laughs> and he was really freaking funny. But I was like, I should have. If I knew this, you know, a month ahead of time, I would have just shaved shaved my head like his and just walked in there and maybe had him autograph the center of my head. <laughs> that would have been freaking awesome, man. But the funny thing is, they said he wasn't supposed to be doing autographs, and he said, "The hell with it, I'm doing autographs." That's freaking cool, dude. That that's as that's as cool as it comes. Like, and you get to walk away with an experience and a memory that, like, of somebody who is actually nice and like held up the expectations versus finding out, you know, like, you know, you always hear stories of kids. They're like, "Hey, can I get an autograph?" And the guys are like, "No, f off," type thing. Like, it's just cool to see, you know, good dudes. Legit. So. I'm never going to open that bottle. That is a bottle that I'll cherish. Thank God it's readily available at my store, and I will buy a bottle of his and drink it. But that that bottle will forever stay closed, and maybe one day it'd be worth something. Yeah. Now, you were staying home to watch Cam. Did he go, when you finally got home, was he like, what the hell, Dad? Where did you go? What took so long was like, son, there was a four-time Super Bowl winning quarterback and daddy had to meet him. <laughs> and, so, and he was like, what's his name? I said, Terry Bradshaw. Well, I don't know who that is, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. Because is about a 10-minute drive minus stoplights from my house. So I was expecting to go see if there was a line or even see if I missed it, any bottles left. And there was. So, and it just, I called my wife. I was like, hey, you sure he's okay by himself? And she's like, yeah, just, you know, call him on Alexa. Yeah, just, just you know, watch out for the smoke detectors. I know you got them connected through the smartphone, all that good stuff. But, yeah, it's a, that, I've met NFL players before at some NFL camps. They're always so busy, you know, going kid to kid to kid to have that opportunity to talk to man that you see every freaking Sunday on, on the you know NFL Network or on on sun, at the halftime halftime shows is pretty freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's a nice reminder that uh, football season is upon us, man. It's uh, I think the Hall of Fame game is like what in the next week or so because preseason I think uh, starts at the end of September or the beginning yeah, of September. The Hall of Fame game is August fifth, and today is August third. Yeah, so, so it's it's coming Thursday. Up 
Yeah, so Thursday. We'll have football with a quickness, man. And uh, I don't know how the hell the Chiefs just continue to uh, keep a team together with a quarterback making $50 million a year but still have enough money to do whatever well, they, they want, <coughs> sign whoever well, the, they want. The great thing right now, he's still on his rookie deal. <laughs> oh, dude, it's unbelievable <laughs> that they replace both freaking tackles, get better, keep everybody. Like, it, it it's frustrating. Left. The only person that left off the starting offense who was hurt most of was Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so essentially, yes, they're they're bringing back everybody because Sammy didn't play all 16, 17 games. Well, yeah, and wide receivers are a dime a dozen nowadays. <clears throat> yeah, we. I thought I I love what uh, you know. You gotta give credit credit to Brett Beach and his entire team of how, figuring out how to work contracts and get everybody to be happy and I, I think everybody knows what this you know they can go to another Super Bowl this year and I think everybody's buying into we can go win more championships yeah yeah it's the Tom Brady effect man it's the I'm gonna go take less money to win a ring type situation that Tom Brady did forever you know and, um, and still doing was it. yesterday Tom Brady's birthday was yesterday or today? Would he turn 120? Dude, I don't know. I don't know how. Like, I was just thinking about it because Aaron Rodgers, the last time we did one of these, Aaron Rodgers' saga was still, I was pissed because the Broncos didn't take a quarterback. And then it was like, everybody was like, oh, don't worry, they're getting Aaron Rodgers. They're getting Aaron Rodgers. For the last three months, I've been like, okay, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Okay, well, it looks like Teddy Two Gloves or Drew Locke is going to suck again this year for Denver. I hope the opposite, but I'm a realist. You're looking at two of the uh, lower 20s rated quarterbacks overall. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, I was like, they're, th- with his contract, they're freeing him up so he can leave next year. And I was like, well, hell, he'll be 39 next year. I know Tom Brady is 44 freaking years old. And it's still not everybody. <laughs> not everybody's you know changing out their blood with avocados and. Well, and it's like know. Aaron Rodgers will be thirty nine by the time he goes anywhere next year. Peyton Manning retired at thirty nine. Like you know, it's crazy to think that you know Rodgers is gonna be the same as Tom Brady. It's like. Okay, well, this year it would have been cool to trade three first-rounders and two good players for Aaron Rodgers and have him for a couple years. And then, like, now that it hasn't happened, I'm trying to talk myself out of it. I'm like, well, he's going to be really old. Because you got to remember, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning threw, like, 46 touchdowns the year before his arm went out, before they won the Super Bowl in 14. Yeah, that, that was a sad deal. It was. the arm going yeah, he threw like 46 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, and then the next season he throws like 15 touchdowns and like 17 interceptions. It was, who could have predicted that fall off? And it's like, dude, that could happen to Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady at any moment. So now I'm like, three first-rounders? Yeah, it's sounding a little sketchy now. What the Texans want for Deshaun Watson? Yeah, he's Deshaun Watson, he's playing scout team defense right now. He's not even taking quarterback reps in camp. I know. They want five first-round picks, or, you know, five five picks and a player. Good luck. 
The dude, Good luck with that. I don't even know if he's gonna play this year. I think all I the drama that got, you know, that happened around that, I don't know if he did or did not do anything to any women. I'm not gonna say that he did or did not. And if he did, I hope he never plays again. But if he yeah. didn't, there's no way that they're getting anything for him until he is a hundred percent clear of this. I don't mean he pulls a Kobe Bryant, you know, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant, where. Kobe had the allegations, he settled out of court, gave his wife a new freaking Lambo and a ring, and everybody forgot. Like, if Deshaun Watson is not 100% clear of this thing, I don't think anybody touches him. going to be straight fire just like, I hate saying it, but Colin Kaepernick. No one, no one wants that dumpster fire of, you know, media swamping their locker room. Well, the bad thing about Deshaun Watson is he can actually play. Well, but I, just, I don't know. Do you do you want that headache inside no. of your locker room? No, I don't touch him. Like I said, if he is a hundred percent clean and it's all clear, then absolutely, he's one of the ten best quarterbacks in the league. But uh, if he's not clean, then no, no way. I don't want to touch that guy. And it's like you know, I have daughters. I can't freaking stand yeah. by for somebody that has that type of thing. I hope he never plays again. If that's the case. Me too. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of quarterbacks that are still available for Denver, still he's he's retired, but he's not closed the door on it. Brett Favre isn't playing again. No, 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 not Brett, not Brett, <laughs> but old Philip, old Phyllis Rivers. No, Philip Rivers isn't coming. I would rather have Andrew Luck, the more the better Colts quarterback. <laughs> Hey, I'm saying he hasn't closed the door, but he said he was still focusing on coaching, but. He, w- he has not closed the door on the NFL. I think – I don't know if he gives a better chance than uh, Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke this year. Their competition, this uh, this camp has been back and forth, back and forth, but it looks like mediocrity. Like it's – I'm not the, the true, overly The true excited. quarterback battle this year, I'm interested to see it because I've, I've seen a clip, a small clip, but Jameis Winston – was I mean throwing dimes? Well, yeah, you well, expect it. Well, after having well, he he was essentially freaking legally blind. Well, yeah, he always has been. He, uh, but, dude, I but you have, know I'm a big fan of Jameis Winston. Uh, the crab legs thing just makes it even better. I I seen some clips of him throwing the ball, and I think there's going to be a quarterback battle in uh, New Orleans this year. I don't think so. I don't think that. Uh, I think Taysom Hill will be the same gadgety player. Well, they'll throw him out there. Honestly, I could see Jameis Winston almost like. Okay, so Teddy Bridgewater is great and efficient. He's one of the best in between the 20s quarterbacks in the league as far as efficiency. He has like a 74% completion rating, like all that type of stuff. Where he struggles is in the red zone. His arm is too weak to get the ball into the end zone. So I kicked around, you know, and I've heard it with other media pundits of uh, having Drew Locke come in in the red zone, kind of like Chris Leak and freaking Tim Tebow did in the Florida Gator days. To where, Switch it back and forth. Yes, to where Tebow would come in and clean up and get the touchdown. Or, uh, that or is the, what I could see James Or the bell, bell dozer and uh, uh, I think it's Land- not Landry Jones. It might be Landry Jones, old OU quarterback, before Baker. 
it was uh, the Belldozer, which now plays tight end again for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Big ass. Do <laughs> you remember quarterback, like 250-pound quarterback just running And all he could do is run. I could see that being a uh, Jameis Winston and then bring Taysom Hill in for some gimmicky goal line type crap to where he still gets, you know, six, Give seven rushing touchdowns. Give him run pass options. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to be your uh, every every down move the sticks quarterback unless Jameis Winston just comes out and completely flops. But uh, it'll be interesting to see, man. I'm scrolling through Twitter right now, and Kyle Pitts makes a nasty snag out of the air today in uh, training camp. Well, of course. The dude is a freaking freak. He's a physical freaking freak. Physical freaking freak. That is the most ridiculous statement on here. But, um, yeah, Kyle Pitts is a beast, man. Um, they really screwed up by letting Julio walk and not trying to play – well, not walk, but trading him. Trying to play one year with all these freaking weapons. It would have been cool to see. Julio Jones, did you hear – there's a rumor going around about him and Roddy White and, like, I guess stole – about a hundred million dollars worth of marijuana. Hell yes, that's the stuff that I want to hear. That's good stuff. Who's that hurting? Well, that's hurting, but <laughs> definitely gets you in trouble with the NFL if you get caught in some scandal like that. Yeah. I, someone that was talking about it at work, and he's a big football guy, and he he goes down these like rabbit holes and he's like i don't know if it's true but i said that's definitely some interesting stuff there yeah you figure that'd be an espn alert that pops up you know yeah <laughs> i'm kind of just kind of scrolling through here and seeing little little clips of justin fields oh that was a freaking missile oh that was a dime yeah just throwing dimes in training camp right now it's I don't, training camp. I don't, I don't want to hear that crap if justin fields comes out and is an all pro after denver passed on Freaking Josh Allen and took Bradley <laughs> Chubb, who Chubb is a solid player. I like having Chubb. He's going to be a good replacement for Vaughn Miller when he finally, you know, either walks or retires, whatever happens. Bradley Chubb has been solid. He got a Pro Bowl this year. Um, but if we pass on freaking Josh Allen and and then we didn't take Fields. I'm gonna we were lose. talking that draft night. I was like, and I told you leading up to the draft, if if they're gonna take any quarterback, it was gonna be him. Yeah. And when you guys did not take him, I was just like, and I'm not even a Denver fan. I was like, what are you doing? They said they really, really liked him, but they didn't love him, so they weren't gonna invest it where they really, really loved Patrick Sertan. And uh, Sertan has been a stud. Every single like out of camp, every single receiver has said Sertan doesn't look like a rookie he is a freaking stud they like Sertan so much that's why they didn't go to Mac Jones's pro day at Alabama because they didn't want anybody to know that they were actually there to see Sertan they didn't want anybody to know that he was their pick they didn't want to get sniped for him so they didn't even go to Alabama's pro day they literally just called Saban and said what do you think and he gave them their blessing he was like all right well we love him we're taking him that's freaking crazy. That's ballsy. Uh, freaking the Chiefs. Well, we had a, a lineman go down. I haven't seen what it was, but uh, there's a possibility that there's going to be three 
rookies starting on the Chiefs offensive line on the right side. They just, I thought the dude that they got from Baltimore was the right tackle. Is he a left tackle? No, he's a left tackle. Orlando Brown? Yeah. Now, speaking of that, what is going to be going on with the Ravens this year? Without a, you know, a good left tackle, and he can run block, he can pass block. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be in for uh, – I think it's going to be hard for him to develop – as a passer, he has a big arm, like we've always said. He's a good scrambler. He is the best player outside of the pocket. Like, him and Mahomes. Best plays. Yeah, like, he's at his best when he's outside, like, you know, under pressure, like, making shit happen and not being a script player. So, this year, man, it's going to be – he's going to be on the run a lot. And – uh that stuff works and is awesome until you get caught, man. And if he gets his bell rung, it's not going to be good. Um, bell, I mean, tweak, I mean, tweaks an ankle. I mean, losing a guy like Orlando Brown, that guy's a talent. Yeah, it's it's not good, and uh, and it's going to be rough for him. I don't hope that anybody gets injured. I that style of play without being like, you can have that style of play. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes. He freaking does it all season long, destroys everything, loses his tackles, and he has to spend the entire Super Bowl on the run. And he got the ever-living crap kicked out of him, and he is the best, you know, athlete, best quarterback, you know, I've ever seen. And he still got the brake speed off of him because he was on the run the entire time. You can't game plan to be on the run the entire time. You have to have some times where you're protected and you can just line up and throw the ball. And uh, it's going to be tough for Lamar Jackson. I could be eating my words, but uh, I think it could be tough for him. Who do you think is the most overhyped player this year? I don't Like, I think Dak is going to have a lot harder time coming back. Everybody's like, oh, the Cowboys are instant contenders again because Dak's going to be back this year. Zeke is fucking terrible. Number one, Zeke is Zeke is terrible. <laughs> Dallas does have a trio of badass wide receivers. I think Cooper is overrated, but they do have like I think Gallup's their best wide receiver. But I think Dak is gonna struggle I, because that, they're not gonna seen, run a game. I've seen clips of him, uh, CDLM. He looks pretty. Good. I think he's gonna be their true number one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a lot of deep shots with Gallup. CeeDee Lamb is a freaking stud. Uh, like I said, Cooper's not a bad player. I think he's a good wide receiver. He's probably a top 10, top 15 wide receiver in the league. But everybody has him as, like, number three in the league. And, uh, man, I, I, I think it's going to struggle. I don't think the numbers are going to reflect it at the end of the year just because there are so many uh, targets on that team that it's going to be distributed out where – Everybody knows that Tyree Kill is going to put up freakish numbers and Travis Kelsey is going to put up freakish numbers. Because after Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs are not super deep at elite talent, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go say overhyped guy, and I've seen a lot. Of, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. It's going to be hard, man. They're hyping him up that he's just been snatching stuff out of the air but to me 
and I hate the guy with a passion. I hate that we spent money on him. Overhyped player in the entire league, Frank Clark. Well, yeah, that contract is horrible. Horrible. And I argue with Chiefs fans on the fan sites. Oh, Frank Clark this, Frank Clark that. Okay, the dude had eight sacks year one, six sacks last year. Where, why, why is he worth that money if he's only getting that production? He's not a bad player, but he's paid way too much. If he makes half as much as he's paid, he's paid like the best pass rusher in the league, and he is he is not T.J. Watt. I think he's the number one paid pass rusher in the league right now. Legitimately, he's the highest paid player on the Chiefs this season. Yeah, and I'm with his gun charges. I'm hoping that they can find some way out of that contract. Yeah, the only way they're going to be able to do that is that gun charge, and uh, I don't know that they yeah. want to get rid of him. I don't think so either, but I don't know. <clears throat> it's kind of uh, like what? you know what? What else do they have? What's the plan if they uh-huh. get rid of him? This is a they're in a Super Bowl window, man. It sucks, but it's like you have to have the best players because he could have a bounce back year this year. He could put up fourteen sacks. The big uh, change will be uh, Chris Jones, instead of playing defensive tackle, he's moving back to defensive end. That's going to be a game changer. Yeah, defenses in in general are just running weird these days. Like I was telling you before we started recording, Denver is going to play the dime as their base defense. They're going to have four cornerbacks and two safeties, one middle linebacker, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb on the edge, and then two down hand in the dirt defensive lineman and that's just going to be it's so weird to have so little weight in the middle Uh of the field like because Shelby Harris is honestly the best player against the Chiefs that Denver has he single handedly gave Kansas City that second game when they lost by three a serious run for their money he deflected like three passes from Mahomes in crucial situations but you're taking him from being a defensive end to down being this weird three-tech nose. Like, if you have two defensive ends, but you're pushing them in the middle, like... He's a, he's a nose end. Yeah, it's a it's a weird... Or defensive tackle, defensive end. Like, a weird mixture. Yeah. You're almost playing B-gap the whole time. And it's like, you take away the best thing that he does, you know, by getting out there and shot-blocking essentially is what he is as a shot blocker. He doesn't care about sacks. He cares about freaking uh, about getting past deflections. But, uh, you know, it's weird. Defenses are just playing weird these days. Having all – and you have to against Patrick Mahomes. You have to have four good cornerbacks on the field. With, you know, the, the league changing to, you know, obviously more pass happy, you need guys that are not only, you know, big – but fast, and then you need linebackers that are, you know, still good enough to stop the run, but also you need <clears throat> really good in space of, you know, covering tight ends or covering the flats to get out there with these scat backs. Everybody, you know, I was tough. Oh, linebacker from Tampa Bay, a really good fast um, David, um, David Jones. <sighs> 
David. <laughs> I can't think of his name, but he's all over the field, and you need a linebacker, a three-down linebacker. The guy that shut down Travis Kelsey? Yes. Um, Tampa Bay middle linebacker. I want to say his last name is – or is his last name David? I don't know, but you you got, you got to have, a you know, linebackers that are dual threat and come up into the box and just – Levante you know, David. Smack. Devontae Davis, yeah. He's a freaking beast. Um, well, and, you know, we talked about Sertan earlier. That is the role that he has been playing the most in camp is against um, against the tight end. Because you got to think, dude, we got Darren Waller twice a year that we have to play. We have Travis Kelsey yeah. twice a year that we have to play. Two of the top three tight ends in the league because, you know, you got your boy out in San Francisco – Who's a freaking stud too? Um, Kittle is a, is crazy. he's a I, I see clips of him when I scroll through TikTok. Dude, he is such a likable guy. Even I don't even like the Niners, and I like the dude. Yeah, you have Kittle, Waller, and Kelsey, and like I said, we have to play four games against two of them a year. So that is what um, they're really wanting out of Sertan because he's six foot two, two ten, or something like that. And uh, he's a big cornerback from what everybody said. You know, all the other players are reporting. So that's kind of what his role is going to be is that tight end. And I think corners over the last couple of years have even got bigger because wide receivers, you know, 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", wide receivers. The guys are now, you know, I know Oregon has a cornerback right now at the University of Oregon that is six foot seven corner. God bless, dude. And it's like, and he, how and quick can your hips run. be when you're that tall, you know? I I watched the spring game, and it was impressive. So, you know, it's crazy to think, you know, guys like Derrick Henry, who completely freaks What's Derrick Henry? 6'3", 6'4"? Yeah, 250. He's a, yeah, and it runs, you know, runs like a gazelle. Runs like 3% a freaking body fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, it's incredible. To think, well, I was talking to my dad about this, and I, I was thinking about you know how the game has changed. You know, back back when he was younger, you know, an offensive lineman weighed you know two hundred two two fifty. Now these guys are you know walking around at three hundred and thirty four pounds six eight, running you know four five forties, and it's like you could beat me in a foot race. Yeah, and quarterbacks are getting shorter. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> okay. See, if we're talking about Zach, uh, is it Zach Wilson from uh, the Jets? Yeah. That dude is all of the F5-8. Yeah. I was listening to a Broncos podcast, and um, the dude out of USC who's supposed to be a top pick this year, uh, next year, um, I can't think of his name, damn it, off the top of my head. He's listed at, on USC's program at like 6'3 and a half. One of the Broncos reporters met him. He's like one of the college uh, reporters, and uh, went out there and was the Pac-12 was doing like their yearly meeting. He said he was standing next to him. He's like, "Dude, I'm six one and I'm taller than he is." Like, you know, it's it's uh, God. I cannot think of that dude's name right now. It's gonna drive me nuts. But uh, yeah, quarterbacks are getting shorter. Being six foot five, six foot six is not. A requirement anymore. It's a deal breaker. Yeah, you don't have to have that uh, Brock Osweiler six foot eight. You just go and stand back in the pocket type mindset. And throw, 
a giant skyscraper back there. I tell you, a quarterback that I'm looking forward to seeing this year in year two is uh, Joe Burrow after the knee surgery. Even though I think he's still going to be running for his life because they did not address the offensive line issues that they have. But I'm interested. I'm ready to see him play again. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to seeing him get injured because they had a shot at taking a generational freaking left tackle and they took another wide receiver when he had two pretty solid wide receivers and T Higgins oh, yeah. and uh, what the hell is the other dude's name? That Tyler was? Boyd. Yes. Is it Tyler or Taj? I, uh, it's Boyd. It was just yeah, Boyd. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, <laughs> they had a meme going around forever. I think we talked about it on the last one after the draft of where it was uh, announcing their draft pick and it showed Burrow smiling and then it showed his knee, and there was a sad face, like cartoons drawing over the top of his knee scar going on there. And it's like, that dude's, I just hope he doesn't end up, you know, playing two or three years, having an Andrew Luck type career where he just cannot yeah. stay healthy because the dude is a beast. Yeah, um, and, you know, I, I crowing it last year. I did not like Justin Herbert. I loved Herbert, man. I wanted Herbert but, in Denver so bad. But I give it to the guy. He played really, really good last year. I think I even went through our messages um, with me and Brady Collier, our other football buddy, that we all have our own little group chat. And it was the year that we took Locke because Herbert came back for his senior year at Oregon. And yeah. I was like, dude, I we had the uh, number 10 overall pick, and they were forecasting Denver to take – Herbert all year long, and I was like, God, I want him, I want freaking Denver to take Herbert, and then he announced he was coming back for his senior year. And I was like, damn it, I guess we'll take Drew Locke. It'll be all right. And uh, three it years later, <laughs> I still am wanting a quarterback. Oh, it's going to happen one of these days. One of these days, man. Anyway, um, that's enough football talk for today. We'll, uh, we'll have to get back into it when the season kicks off. Man, it's a, uh, yeah. it's been a we'll summer. Have to do that fancy draft too, you know. Let everybody know week one draft picks <laughs> for FanDuel. So we'll have to get that all set up too. Yeah, yeah. Me and my brother had a very heated discussion. <laughs> he lives in Florida. I went to Florida two weeks ago. That's another reason we haven't had a podcast lately. And it was amazing. We went down there, had a great time, went to the beach, saw my brother that I haven't seen in freaking three years. And uh, yeah. we are just making conversation, talking about football, because he's a big football fan as well. And in Florida, they do not allow you to play daily fantasy sports. And we were talking about fantasy football and uh obviously me and you like to do the the daily fantasy that's about as far as it goes for me i don't care about these you know joining an actual draft league or having the the one where you keep your players for the next year like a a dynasty dynasty league league. yeah like i that's that's too that's too much work i want to you know i want to go in that week take my guys maybe listen to a podcast something i didn't read or hear and switch out a guy for another guy. That's about it. Yeah, so we're having a discussion about it for like 15 minutes, and I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, you know, just just talking about different guys and different things that we've done. And I was like, 
ill that's you know i play him this week and he's like how are you switching guys and i was like i play freaking you know one daily fantasy football he's like oh we can't do that in florida and it got to the point where he was like Dude, yeah, I just think the problem is we play two different types of football. I was like, no, I think the problem is you care way more than I do about this. I literally do this for fun. I have way too much stuff going on. I just do not care that much. But uh, It just makes the football season just a little bit – you feel a part of it because you're picking guys and you're competing with your friends. Yeah, right? And it's, bra- and it's bragging rights to, you know, the next week. That's it. Exactly. It's fun. Exactly. But it's funny. It's funny that you can't bet on football. You know, do daily fantasy football in Florida because you can legally register a car with no no body panels, nothing, yeah. and drive it on the street. Yeah, Florida's the wild west. Other than that, like I, I don't understand some of that. It's kind of like how we can't do uh, sports gambling in Missouri. We can do the daily fantasy stuff, but if you download DraftKings, uh, the sportsbook app. I did last year because, you know, I was like, well, hell, man, I can start taking some of these. Like, I really wanted to bet on the Braves strikeouts because mm-hmm. every single game they were beating the line. They were striking out at an unbelievable rate and still continue to do that to this day. And I was like, well, hell, dude, I'm just going to put a little money on that every single day. And uh, I downloaded the app, and it's like, oh, actually, you live in Missouri. You cannot bet on sports. And I was like, well, that sucks. That's so freaking dumb, you know. Oh, we're one of those weird, weird states. Oh, you can buy fireworks year-round and do all this crap, but you cannot play. You cannot gamble. You can buy weed and you can't gamble. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> How ridiculous is that? But, uh, you know, I still had a good time. It was good seeing him. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And me and Jessica left the kids here in Missouri. At uh, Well, Ryan got lucky. He got to go to Colorado, but... Uh, the girls went over to Lindsay's house and had the week, and me and Jessica went down to Florida and went to the beach and got some nice relaxation time and kind of mentally Definitely set. well needed. Yeah. And you guys went to, you guys went to Clearwater and Tampa. I've, I've been to Tampa, but it was short-lived, and I came back, but I stayed in Clearwater, and I really liked Clearwater. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, Clearwater, I love it down there. She got messages from her friends because she'd never been to Florida before. She's been to the East Coast, but not in Florida. And uh, her friends are like, well, why don't you go to Destin? Why don't you go to Destin? Why don't you go to Pensacola? I was like, because that is the very closest part of Florida that you can possibly go to. Yeah. I was like, we, the Gulf only gets we better. Go. Well, the Gulf only gets better the farther south you go. Like, the beaches yeah. around Pensacola are not nearly as nice as the beaches of Miami. Like, you know, there's just no yeah. comparison. So uh, yeah, I like like I like the white sands that are uh, on uh, in Clearwater. It's a very nice beach. We so we go as a family. Her grandparents normally pay for our trip. It won't take any money for the place that we stay. They rent a condo, and that's always around five thousand to four thousand for the week. Won't take a dime. But we always go to Navarre, which is just outside Pensacola. And it, I actually really enjoy that. It's a little small town. Yeah, Navarre it's is boys. nice. That's where my uncle's at this week. Yeah, I freaking love it there. Uh, that's where the Blue Angels are. So we went the last time we were down there. got to see the Blue Angels. If you ever got kids or like airplanes, go see the Blue Angels. Freaking awesome show. Yeah, yeah. If you go on to Pensacola's base, because I used to be stationed like an hour away from there, 
there's a light tower on the base that you can actually go up inside and it's open to the public because it's the public area of the air base down there and you can go up on the light tower or uh, the lighthouse and go up to the top you know where the catwalk thing is at and we saw the blue angels do a little demonstration you know like you're just that much closer you know you're an extra 60 feet up in the air and they're flying you know below 100 feet like it's pretty cool but uh, uh it's insane to watch those guys uh fly like we went onto the base and sat down and it was a scorcher of a day but i'm, I'm glad i got some burnt that day to get to watch them fly because <laughs> it's definitely impressive those guys have uh big clanky nets to fly that close tip to tip or window to window with one another yeah it's it's freaking crazy dude but uh you know we went down there and she had three things that she wanted to see she was convinced that alligators down there are like deer up here that we're just gonna drive around and alligators are gonna be falling out of the freaking trees crawling across the highways in every fresh body of water because i told her i was like you don't get in fresh water in freaking florida and i'm sure there's a bunch of guys that are from florida like oh you whatever you guys are scared of gators we'll get in the fresh water like i no i'm not getting into it there was a baby that got eaten at disney world a couple years ago like i I, I'll, i'll get in the oceans i'll play with the sharks but i am not getting in the water for freaking gators so she wanted to see a gator she wanted to see a dolphin and a damn manatee so uh we saw a manatee we went to um clearwater aquarium which is my brother's wife uh her uncle is the founder of that down there not the clearwater aquarium the florida aquarium in tampa and uh we went down there and they do dolphin boat rides all the time and uh so we were going to do a dolphin boat ride well turns out it was too late in the day so we didn't do a dolphin boat ride so she's already upset that we're not seeing dolphins out in the wild at first yeah and uh well down there they have penguins they're not on display but they have like a penguin rescue type thing and three years ago when i took the girls down there they got to hold penguins they got to pet penguins all that good stuff so she's got in her head that she's gonna get to see penguins and touch penguins and hold penguins and all that type of stuff and every woman lives with damn penguin so we get in there and my brother's like yeah they're not doing the penguins right now because of covid so instantly dolphins and penguins are off the list (laughs) so we have a nice time go to the aquarium down there and it's always good um so we get you know to day number three haven't seen any of her bucket list animals yet so she's not real happy about it kind of being a little kid about it but she was a good sport we get out to Sanibel. We see manatees. We saw. I saw a manatee the day before that. She didn't see it because she's blind, and didn't have her glasses on. Did not see the manatee. It came up within you know 20 feet of where we were standing in the water, not the ocean, the brackish water. And uh, so we see a manatee when we're out. So I'm like, all right, good. We only have one day left out here. We gotta. We're. I don't think we're gonna see an alligator. You know, like you never know. But. We're driving around the whole state of Florida, going all these different places, and I'm driving, of course, and uh, I look over, and she's just 
like hardcore staring out the window every body of water waiting waiting to see one i was like babe you're not gonna see an alligator just sitting out there like that like you probably have already passed a thousand alligators and just haven't seen them just don't even know it yeah they would have to stand up and wave at you for you to see them out there (laughs) like you're not gonna see an alligator so the last day we're there i'm like do you want to see a dolphin she's like yeah i was like well let's go to the clear water dolphin rescue thing that's you know just a couple miles up the road that has the famous tailless dolphin that was in that movie that my kids have watched, uh, the winter dolphin. So we went and saw dolphins, saw a bunch of dolphins, got within like five feet of dolphins. She was super happy, had a good trip. We came back home. Uh, got two out of three off the bucket list. When we first were driving down there, she's like, I don't know if I'd ever want to live in Florida, blah, blah, blah. We get back to Missouri. Everything instantly sucks in Missouri. She's like, damn, Missouri drivers suck. She's like, I cannot wait till the kids are old enough so we can move to Florida. I was like, hey, you know, I was already on that bandwagon a long time ago. You guys are going to wind up snowboarding at 35. Hell yes, dude. That we already, we said, uh, you know how you can drop babies off at the fire department? Not that I advocate anybody dropping their child off at the fire department and making them orphans, but, uh, She's like, can we do that with eight-year-olds and a seven-year-old? And I was like, they already know our names and know where we live. <laughs> and I was like, it doesn't work that way. I think it's a felony if you just abandon your child like that. Well, what you need to do is go, what is that movie, uh, Whole Nine Yards? God, I haven't get seen a cadaver. That. Yeah, get a cadaver, make it, change the teeth to your teeth, and get a new identity. There you go. Just set it in motion. Set it in motion. See, we just drop them off at the fire department, and then we move while they're trying to figure out where the hell they live at. They know our address, <laughs> which isn't good. But, uh, yeah, it, dude, it was a good time. We had a lot of a lot of fun down there, but, uh, you know, it's, it's Florida. It's, I like it down there, but I like, you know, snow or ice, whatever. We're... It, the good Lord decides to bring us every year, but I enjoy the cold weather. And that, that you know, that Florida heat is unreal. If duck hunting keeps getting worse and worse in Missouri, my desire to be up here in the cold is going to be less and less every day. Wow. I, I, I get that. And Amanda, you know, she was just laying here next to me one night. She's like, where would you want to move to if we left? And, you know, there was a toss-up. And like I said, I don't want to lose my winter. But I said it was between Florida and somewhere in Texas. I like Austin area. That's You know, there's a lot happening down there, a lot of food. And Dude, it's, like, it's like Wyoming. It's getting so expensive down there right now, though. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. That's the only bad thing about uh austin right now anywhere else in te- well not anywhere else in texas texas is fucking huge i wouldn't want to live out in oil fields but uh i agree with you man austin is awesome and uh back in like 15 16 that was something like i was hardcore pitching the idea of living down there honestly it's not because i'm a broncos fan i think colorado would be such a sweet oh, place to live too yeah, Col- we i mean I got married January 28th of 2017 or 2016. You better get it right. 2017. And we honeymooned in Colorado because, A, everybody goes to the 
fucking beach on their honeymoon. And I was like, I'm not being stereotypical. Let's go go to the Colorado Rockies, get a cabin, which we did. Amazing. Got to see elk, turkey, deer, all that stuff up in the mountains. So I, I like Colorado. I like the mountains. The only thing I did not like that is a real thing, altitude will <laughs> kick your ass. Yeah, you have to get used to it. That's for damn sure. Freaking yeah, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan was in Colorado while we were in Florida. And uh, his dad took him to Pikes Peak. And they went to the top of it. The first thing mm-hmm. he told me after we... Because we got back on Sunday. And he came over on Monday. And I was like, Ryan, how was Colorado, dude? Tell me all about it. He's like, we went to the top of Pikes Peak. And then a car was going down. Lost control. Hit a rock in the middle of the road. The guy jumped out of his car... And the fucking car rolled down the mountain. Yeah. I was like... I've I've heard stories about that. I've heard stories like that, too. And I've seen racing videos like that. But at eight years old, he saw a car roll down a damn mountain. I was like, that is the coolest shit ever. (laughs) Yeah, that is fucking awesome. But yeah, man, I occasionally, you know, I'll be bored on YouTube. I was like, man, I want to see something exciting. I'll type in Pikes Peak Racing and watch those crazy guys freaking race up that freaking mountain those guys are insane it's a another crazy sport is uh the motorcycles that go the island mans watching those guys ride motorcycles through the i think i want to say it's in ireland riding through the cities and they're through a blink of an eye they're going through there at like 170 180 miles an yeah, hour down so, the little cobblestone roads with the freaking walls yeah. and crap on the side yeah, those guys are insane. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be a no for me, dog. That's something I'll watch. The Pikes Peak driving a freaking, you know, 2,000 horsepower car up a mountain. That looks cool. Like, that looks that like is... something I might get stupid enough to try. Riding a motorcycle through cobblestone roads? Nah, I'm good. No, that's good. But, yeah, they're cool. You know, you watch those cars go up the Pikes Peak. Well, obviously, the air gets thinner. And it's hard to cool the motors, and you'll see them at the end of the race. They'll hit a valve, and it just shoots water all over the, the radiator to cool, fat, cool the engine fast. Yeah, they'll have all sorts of fuel issues, too, or fuel will be cutting out because the pump's not strong <sighs> enough to keep pushing it through. Because, it, yeah, it's insane. Like, I know I watched uh, Race Week this week, and, got, and it was abnormally hot in Colorado this year during Race Week, and it was... Fuel was getting so hot it was boiling in people's gas tanks. Jesus, dude, that's freaking crazy. And yeah, and people are you know driving these you know two two thousand horsepower cars on a three thousand mile trip on race week, and they they're stacking ice on their on the, on their fuel cells and stuff like that. One guy's car couldn't get a radiator into the next day. And he had to get to the track, and he was stopping like every fifty miles and buying every bag of ice out of the ice <laughs> ice holder and putting sitting ice on his motor and driving down the highway. Now the guys that do that, they have fu money. That's what they have to where you can afford to build something to go do that crap. You have it, to have it's insane money you don't and care about. It's very insane because these cars, you know. Of two thousand to you know a thousand horsepower, you maybe get you know nine hundred horse whatever. But they're pulling a trailer, so no one can help you work on your car. You have to work on it yourself, and you gotta you can't trailer it. So you're pulling all of your stuff, 
on a, on like a tr- U-Haul trailer or a trailer that you've had built for you or, or bought and carry stuff from track to track. It's impressive to watch. Yeah. Dude, those guys are out of their freaking mind. Yeah. I freaking love racing. That, <laughs> that kind of racing. Because it's a, it's a journey. It's the race. And then they're racing for the best time. It's super competitive. And that's... I like... I don't like seeing these cars... You know, these cars, you know, one pass and it's getting pulled back. by. So I like to see the car come back on its own power and drive it home. I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> I agree, man. Well, let's get to the last part that we got going on. We're going to try something new this time. I've seen it on other podcasts that I like listening to. And uh, we're going to do a draft. And it's going to be... Right. We were trying to figure out what we were going to do a draft over. And um, you could do it over sports. You could do it over duck hunting. I mean, this is a duck hunting podcast. Cars, whatever. We're going to start it off with an easy category that's one of my favorites. And uh, we're going to do with comedy movies. And then we're going to go ahead and build everybody's list out. And then we're going to post it on BTBN's page. And uh, we'll put an emoji on there for whoever's list you want to vote for. And then uh, we'll reveal that the next time we do a podcast. And uh, maybe start making this thing a little more frequent. And just have a nonsense, BS-style podcast. Of course, with other call-making guys on there. Do you want to do age before beauty? Since I'm the old, I'm the old gun here. Uh, I'm 33 currently, and you're turning 33 next month. So I'm a, no, I'm turning 30. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I, I, <laughs> Are you turning 33? Were you born in 87 or 88? I was born in 87. So okay, I'm, so you're 33 already. So yes, you're yeah. older than me, you old fuck. Yeah. Um, you I go know. first, and we'll just go back and forth. We won't try to dick with a snake draft or anything. If we ever have three people, we'll do a snake draft. <laughs> But uh, we'll just go yeah. back and forth. So you can pick uh, the number one overall draft pick of... Uh, Tommy Boy. Boy. Tommy Boy. That was most definitely going to be one of my first. <laughs> that is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. You can't, you can't be in Chris Farley movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so my number one overall pick is going to have to be Step Brothers. You mother. That is an amazing movie and a time. It's a classic now at this point. Yes. So, my number two, and they have multiple movies. So I'm, I'll just have, I'm gonna have to lump it in in like a whole genre. The Jackass movies, classic. Jackass. Dude, I just listened to um, Chris Pontius was on the UFC podcast. and uh, That guy is a fucking nut job. Dude, he is so freaking funny. It is ridiculous. Yeah. I like uh, Steve-O's podcast, too. Steve-O's freaking hilarious. So you got Jackass. Uh, for my second pick, I'm going to have to go with Borat. Very nice. Dude, in absolute, like, <laughs> makes me freaking die laughing every single time I see it. Give me your tears, Gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, this is a movie that 
me, you, and our good friend Patrick all went to CNN. Both, all three of us were laughing till we were crying. Step Brothers. I said Step Brothers already, guy. Did you? Oh, yeah, you that did. was my Shit. first one. Shit, you did. Uh, old school. Old school. I actually just watched that with my mother-in-law for the for her very first time. Yeah. She was like, "What is this?" I said, "This is God's gift to her. It's old school." Old school. Come on, Snoop. Snoop. Come on, Snoop. Your green hat. <laughs> We're going streaking. Uh, hey, we need to do. We need to do sand in here. <laughs> I know a good sand guy. Sand? You want sand? Uh, my number three overall pick. Another one from my same time period. Uh, it's there's a three movie trilogy, but the first one was 100 percent the best and could have easily been the number two overall pick. Uh, Hangover. Yeah, yeah. I love those movies. All three well, of them I thought were funny, but freaking Hangover, the first one, dude. Just amazing. Yeah. So many quotable lines. I like I can't even name very many funny movies that have come out in like the last five years. Yeah. They're all uh, I, my I don't I can't remember it might have been the last one, but Stu when he comes out with boobies. Yes, that was the very last one. <laughs> He's like, I have boobies now. <laughs> Uh, well, this is a classic. Anybody our age should like this movie, Billy Madison. Billy Madison, the best <coughs> freaking Adam Sandler movie. Uh, well, I, I, that one and ha- Happy Gilmore's tie for me. Happy Gilmore's good, too. Like, there was a, a stretch that Adam Sandler had that was great, and then for, like, the last ten years, aside... His comedy movies for like the last ten years, hot garbage. Uncut yeah. Gems, amazing, but his comedies are fucking terrible. Yeah, that that's a good one for me. All right, my fourth one. I'm gonna have to go with another one of my favorites. It's from the same time period. Obviously, you can tell when we were immature, eighteen to twenty-one <laughs> year olds. And I'm gonna go with Super Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Is that period blood on your leg? <laughs> McLovin! <laughs> You're being a real McAsshole. I'm going to get you a beer. <laughs> All right, your last uh, pick. Oh, my last pick in uh, Wedding Ringer. What? With Kevin Hart. Wedding Ringer with Kevin Hart. That's one of your top fives ever? Uh, it's a pretty freaking funny movie. Oh, you just lost the draft <laughs> right there, guy. No, no, no. Good watch it. Well, that just like totally opened up. You oh, know, there's so many, so many movies, but just that one really popped into my head because of some peanut butter. Jesus. So that brings your five. You have an old school one. I don't have any old school movies on there. Um, man, there's a bunch of them I could choose from. That's the only the good thing about doing two people is we just have a ton of picks. It's not that old school. It's still in the 90s. One of my favorites. It's got one of the best comedy actors of all time. I'm going to have to go with Kingpin. <laughs> the, 
There's a shitstorm coming. Yeah, I can smell it. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Their hair get... at the end of it is like one of the best gags in a movie ever. Apparently, that entire scene between them two was not uh, scripted either. No shit. Yeah, there was one. I don't even know the name of the movie. I was listening uh, to a podcast and they were talking about Bill Murray, and there was a movie that he did, and they wrote absolutely no lines for him. Everything was ad lib from Bill. That's so freaking funny. That dude is ridiculous. All of his stuff is hilarious. He's a comedic genius. Yeah, even making fun of himself is hilarious. Yeah, he's great. In Zombieland, they're like, is there anything you regret? And he's like, ah, Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard the story of how that happened? No, uh, I have not heard that one. They said Garfield was supposed to be produced when they sent him the offer... It was produced... Let me get the name of who the hell... Carfield... Like, one of the directors or producers or whatever... Um, God, trying to look this up. This is real great airtime right now. Carfield movie... Was... Director Peter Hewitt... Uh, that's what happened. <laughs> is they sent him the, the um, offer for it. And he thought it was going to be directed by one of the Coen brothers. Or the uh, Coen brothers, you know, the famous Coen brothers. Yeah. And uh, he was like, well, hell yeah, I'll do that. And um, he signed on and looked at it, and it was a different spelling of Coen. It was C-O-H-E-N. When the Coen brothers, Joel and Ethan Coen, they freaking are C-O-E-N. So he thought he was signing up for, you know, the Big Lebowski, No Country for Old Men, The Brother Where Art Thou, True Grit, you know, like the Cohen Brothers, Burn After Eat. Yeah. Like, hilarious. No, Cohen spelled differently. So he's like, yeah, I just completely mailed it in on that movie because I felt like I got tricked. Yeah, that is that. Well, we spelled wrong. He'll sign it. Obviously did. But Bill's so great, man. Yeah, he's he's fucking hilarious, dude. And there's a hundred other movies we could do as honorable mentions. But uh, I'll come up with a graphic of our list, and uh, we'll figure out which emoji relates to who. We'll see how many people vote on this thing. And uh, whoever wins it gets to uh, go first next time. Or go last. I don't know. Freaking hell. This, we're, we're doing this by the seat of our pants. Yeah, always. And that's always. the way I, I like to... I don't know, that's the only way I, I fly. <laughs> right. So when people say take it easy, I'll I'll take it any way I can get it. Damn straight, brother. <laughs> well, buddy. Um, hell, we'll wrap this thing up for the night. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you jumping on here, man. Oh, always a blast, man. I love doing it. Absolutely. And uh, for anybody that's still listening on to this rambling long speech. Um, make sure to tell your friends about it if you love it. And, uh, yeah, if you don't like it, then, uh, make sure to tell your enemies or people that you don't like. Waste their time. But, uh, yeah, until next time, man. All right, brother. I'll haul at you later. All right. Take it care, bud. All right, man. Bye. Bye. I think I just said, I think I just said take it care, bud, and, uh, we're just going to continue the intro song. Having some technical difficulties. I was uh, given the the timer notice that it was time to uh, get the kids ready for bed. So I won't drag this on for too long. Um, Yeah, check out BTBN 
on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, man, if you want to get yourself a paperweight of a duck call, unstable calls, or any of the great call makers that you've ever listened to on this podcast. Thanks.